welcome to this episode of Food for Thought, where Dr. Lisa Ackley and I will be discussing rare burgers. Great to have you with us today, Lisa. Thanks. Very nice to be here. So in the news, we've recently heard Boris Johnson, the Tory leadership candidate. He's been talking about how rare burgers and the rules around them are ludicrous. I think he said something along the lines of that's ludicrous. Can this be true in terms of how restaurants are not allowed to serve rare burgers. What do you think about this statement? Well, I think the trouble is when someone makes a statement like that, they they really ought to get the facts right before they open their mouths. And this is a sort of incidence where somebody has perhaps thought that this is going to be attractive to the general population. But what he actually said was, was untrue because we actually have got guidance in place now for people to be allowed to serve food that is less well cooked, but in a safe way. So he hasn't actually got the facts at his fingertips. So making this statement makes it sound as though there are rules in place which ban the service of rare burgers. But in fact, if it's done in the right way, then it is possible. I guess this statement was made because of his pledge that this kind of legislation should be reviewed and that should he be going in to become the next prime minister, he would be looking to only take forward evidence-based legislation. So what exactly is this rule? Why does it exist? The funny thing is that there isn't actually any legislation about rare burgers in themselves. The legislation, the general food law says that we mustn't serve food that's unfit or unsafe. So that means that if in the past where we've had rare burgers being sold in an uncontrolled setting, then there has been potentially a prohibition notice served on them under the legislation to stop people doing that. So there isn't a specific burger regulation. So if somebody wants to review the legislation and they want to review burger legislation, then they're going to have a hard job because it isn't actually there. So it's really the application of the law in terms of uh, safety that's very important. And the reason why burgers are unsafe compared with a piece of steak if they're served rare is that contamination of meat is on the outside surface generally, and the inside is pretty much okay. So you could have E. coli on the outside surface of the steak sear all the outside and it would be safe to eat even if the inside is rare but with a burger you've got the whole thing minced up so the contamination from the outside is mixed in with the inside so basically you have to assume that it could be contaminated all the way through. And how susceptible is minced meat to bacteria? Well it's potentially very susceptible because unfortunately we haven't yet got to a situation where cattle are not excreting E. coli and some of them will be excreting E. coli 0157 or other strains which are potentially very dangerous to human health. So it's the faecal contamination in the slaughterhouse that is the issue. And however much we try to have controls, and there are many controls to try to reduce the amount of contamination, it's very difficult to eliminate it. And because E. coli 0157 is infectious in such low doses, as few as 10 bacteria can cause illness, which is really, really low in microbiological terms. That's why we actually have to crank up the hygiene in relation to rare burgers. And cases of food poisoning from like E. coli, how dangerous is that? Well, if someone gets E. coli, they can be really seriously ill and it can kill them. So there have been some absolutely dreadful cases of children who have become paraplegic because they've had this infection. 
It can cause hemolytic uremic syndrome, which can damage the kidneys and also other organs in the body. So it's not just a matter of the runs. And the symptoms tend to start with bloody diarrhea. And really anybody who has that needs to go off and seek medical attention straight away. So how does cooking food reduce food poisoning risk? If you cook food, then you're actually killing the bacteria that could cause food poisoning. Cooking and killing bacteria is dependent on time and temperature. And so it is possible to get a sort of pasteurised, this is what pasteurisation is all about. You're not killing absolutely everything, but you're reducing the risk to a safe level. You will cook things according to the type of food and according to what the texture is that you want. So, for example, if you were pasteurising liquid egg, you might use a low temperature for a long time. In cooking, we tend to go for 75 degrees C in the core for about 30 seconds. So that's roughly as long as it takes for the thermometer to actually register the highest temperature that the food is at. And that would be about 30 seconds, and that would mean that the food was safe to eat. But you can reduce the temperature and cook foods more slowly, but that means you need a lot more time. So in the guidance that's being produced, which is evidence-based, and it calls on information from Camden BRI, for example, there are different times and temperature combinations that can be used uh, according to what suits your business. But for many busy restaurants, 75, 30 seconds, job done. And you still actually, if you, if you cook to temperature, you could well get still a very juicy, almost pink burger in the middle, even at 75. So if you are a restaurant and you want to ensure, like you said, you had a nice juicy burger, how would you make sure that you're not breaking any laws or legislation? I mean, the first thing is if you cook to 75 in the centre and you, and you document that you do that, then you have without any doubt achieved legal compliance or compliance with the guidelines. If you want to start cooking at a lower time and temperature, then you need to look at the table in the guidance and then get the right combination to suit you. But often it starts to take an awful long time. So it might be that you actually cook the burgers in an oven, for example, rather than on a griddle, if you were going to do a long time in temperature. You might want to steam them, for example. They may not taste as good. Or you might have a combination of things. You might steam them and then put them on the griddle just to give them a, a darker colour just prior to service. So what a lot of businesses are doing is they have been experimenting on What's the best way to get a really nice, juicy, safe burger? And they've been using the guidance and using some experts to help them as well, using primary authority advice to get what fits best with their brand. So if Mr Johnson becomes the next prime minister, do you think there's a worry that these sorts of rules or that legislation that is in place to keep people safe will be amended or changed in any way? Whatever he thinks of the nanny state, he can't really do much about the fact that we, we have to have a law in place that says we mustn't serve food that's unsafe. And the guidance then helps us to work out what is safe and what isn't safe. And he says he wants evidence. Well, we've got plenty of evidence. There have been some horrendous outbreaks relating to burgers. We need to make sure that that doesn't happen. And he would be the last person who would want to see great swathes of the population falling over with E. coli, I'm sure. Perhaps we need to have a chat with him if he becomes the next <laughs> prime minister before he leaps in and thinks he's going to change legislation. Because for a start, there isn't actually any legislation as such relating to the burgers to change. So it would be a matter of looking at the guidance. And certainly UK hospitality has been in close contact with the Food Standards Agency and we are talking about a review of the guidance anyway. We won't be trying to make burgers more unsafe. 
you know, I must stress, we're not banning the pink burger. And the other thing, the, the misnomer a lot of people have is they think that they can tell whether something's safe by looking at the colour of it. And actually, the only way to tell whether it's safely cooked or safe to eat is to use a thermometer and record either time and temperature or just temperature if you're just going for a very high temperature. Then you can be certain. But it's well known that something that looks pink could actually be safe. Something that looks well done may not have been cooked enough. Thank you very much for your insights on this issue. And if there's any last words or anything extra you want to say on that, do do chip in. We have done an FAQ on, on burgers and less than thoroughly cooked burgers, which you can find on the UK Hospitality website at www.ukhospitality.org.uk. That's great advice. You can check out our website for more information or, of course, you can email at info at ukhospitality.org.uk. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time.